Welcome to another episode of Music Life Radio. I am your host, Dan Sauter. Music Life Radio is a free podcast available on iTunes and your interwebs at musicliferadio.com, and it features interviews and stories about and related to music. Today on the program, we feature an interview with Gary Tubbs, who's the vocalist and keyboard player for the progressive metal band Tetrafusion. This interview was produced by Josh Almond of Music Life Radio. Take it away, Josh. Tetrafusion is a Louisiana-based progressive metal band signed to Nightmare Records. After establishing in 2006, the band released their self-produced instrumental debut, Absolute Zero, in February of 2009, to critical acclaim from the underground music scene. The album received positive acknowledgement in Germany's Rock Hard, Decibel, and Progression magazines, and was also hailed as one of the top albums of the year by UltimateGuitar.com. A year and a half later, the band signed to Minnesota-based label Nightmare Records for worldwide release of their sophomore effort, Altered State. This marks the band's first time to incorporate vocals into their work, as they will continue to do so in all future material. Several days after release, the album peaked at number 13 on Amazon's bestsellers chart under the hard rock and metal category. Altered State is being distributed in North America and Canada by Sony Red to all major retailers. I spoke with Gary Tubbs, vocalist and keyboardist for Tetrafusion. Maybe you could uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and how... um Tetrafusion came together? Well, uh, about me, I've been in music my whole life. Um, started singing when I was a, a baby, basically. Um, and then I started with piano when I was four, and Mark and I, Mark the bassist, we took uh, piano from the same teacher for about 10 years. Um, the four of us all went to the same high school. We were all in the same uh, the, the band at school. And uh, we all played... Uh, jazz and uh, individually rock and everything else but um, it was uh, JC and Mark and myself got together as a trio to uh, to play at coffee shops and stuff like that just jazz um, and later on Brooks came into the band um, I'd say it was only a, a few weeks a couple weeks before he came in and we just took a completely different direction started writing prog music because we were all really influenced by you know, Dream Theater and Hypertension uh, and, you know, other black people at that time. Um, you know, it went from there and that was, uh, that was practicing at JC's house and uh, that's where we came up with the name Tetrafusion. What exactly does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, Tetra means four. You know, anybody that's in chemistry can tell you that. Um, and there are four of us. You know, originally, since there were three, we were thinking, you know, tertian something, and, you know, that's chord-related, and, you know, you got tetrachords and all this stuff in theory. Um, and fusion sort of came together and just, you know, we were, you know, one band and one sound, but, you know, it means a lot more than that now, um, because, you know, we take a lot of jazz influence, and uh, fusion and all that plays into how, how we sound. Um, and like I said, tetra is not only just the number of people in the band, but you know, some of the style of writing that we use, these all-interval tetra chords, 
and uh, other stuff. Uh, it's really theory based. Okay. Um, so you recently, you guys recently added uh, lead vocals um, to your sound. Right. Uh, has there been any kind of, um, you know, feedback, uh, negative or positive, regarding that? Well, it depends on who you ask, I guess. Um, we definitely, I mean, we'd always intended on having vocals, um, but we wrote instrumentally just to where we could really pull attention to the fact that it isn't just, you know, radio rock. It isn't stuff that you hear uh, every day. It's not 4-4. It's not in normal modes and stuff. Um, so we really wanted to bring attention to the music because that was what was important for us. Um, but then uh, I came on as vocalist because you know, I... Number one, I'm in the band, and it's already, you know, there are four of us, Tetra again. Well, anyway, we talked about bringing someone in, but really, I mean, when I came down to it, it was already, I'd been, I've been singing my whole life. Um, and really, the big question was whether I was going to go harsh vocals or with this uh, classical sound, which is what we ended up going with. Personally, um, I don't really listen to a lot of, uh, well, I mean, I listen to it, but I, I would not be a, like a hardcore singer. I don't scream. Um, and, you know, that's, that's gotten some, some, you know, negative reaction in some areas, but mostly what I've heard um, is that most people are really, they really like the clean vocal style. Uh, we've been called post-hardcore, which, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but, you know, we, we were originally instrumental, so we've tried to stay uh, true to those people that, that knew of us as instrumental. So we've got uh, the uh, the title track of the new album, completely instrumental, no vocals, uh, and there are plenty of instrumental sections within every song that we've written, and we'll continue to write. Uh, how did you guys come up with the idea for the first album, Absolute Zero, the concept? So, Inertia was the first song that we sort of came up with, um, and that was just written in the middle of, of band practice. Um, and we all sort of collaborated on it and ended up writing it to where, you know, Brooks thought, you know, it would be a cool thing to just call it inertia because it had this constantly moving um, feeling to it. And the next thing that we wrote was uh, Gravity, which at that point, we started writing the songs based around the, uh, the concepts, um, as opposed to shaping the concepts based on the music. So gravity is, is in 9.8, you know, uh, gravity falls at 9.8 meters per second squared. Uh, and all this stuff, the, uh, the numbers really started driving the music and how we wrote uh, the individual sections uh, and the movements of the pieces. Um, you know, we, we originally started out as just, just the, uh, the properties of uh, the physical properties of the universe. And then we started doing this timeline-based thing where the first song we wrote was the beginning. Uh, we wanted to write about the birth of the universe uh, according to Big Bang. Um, and later on, Brooks came to me with uh, the idea of, uh, of calling the last song we wrote the end. Um, when we had first, you know, like working title. Um, and, you know, it was kind of laughable at that point, but, you know, we shaped the rest of the CD around that idea. Um, and it really, the concept sort of uh, took on a life of its own. We didn't really have to think about it that much, you know, because the numbers were really driving how we wrote the music. And i tell you one thing that was really funny is uh, we all ended up uh, 
being in physics class together. So hearing all these terms coming back up again, we'd all just like make eye contact during the middle of class. That was entertaining. I originally found you guys on MySpace completely by accident. And what is your feeling on the role of social media these days with groups, musicians promoting themselves? Well, um, I mean, the internet is the, the next frontier for everything. I mean, everybody's, everybody was on MySpace, and now everybody is on Facebook. That was really frustrating, though, because we, we ended up building a pretty big following on, on MySpace, and then it just died. Um, there, I mean, uh, there are definitely people on MySpace still, but not so much anymore. Um, our YouTube, you know, we don't uh, promote it as strongly as other artists do. Um, you know, we obviously we've got the uh, the music video up uh, for Monologue, and that's that's gotten a lot of hits, um, especially compared to some of the other things that we that we had in the past. Um, so we've been pushing that more now than before. But as far as like actively, you know, looking for other people, um, we sort of just we try to let people share, you know, our sound with people that they think would be interested in it. Because Prague is a really selective audience. Um, forums is a is a really strong arena uh, that the other guys really are, are promoting. You know, sending our, our music out to people that would really appreciate it because, you know, forums, you get places like 5.8 where all the people there are into proc. Um, so I'd say that probably the place where we do the most promotion is, is just peer-to-peer, like person-to-person, talking to friends uh, about our stuff and, and forums. Have you guys gone on tour at all? Have any stories from the road? Just generally, uh, we did a, a tour in Texas that was, uh, I think it was in July or August. It was just ridiculously hot the entire time. And, you know, we got this van um, that we were touring around and, and, you know, the, the AC completely died on it, which was just a horrible experience. Now, does, does Nightmare Records, do they help out in a lot of ways, you know, in, in promotion and in um, getting, you know, having other avenues available to you? Well, sure. I mean, Nightmare has its its own huge system of mailing lists and all the people that that um, that Lance King knows um, that you know he'll send us uh, to other people, and it's good for exposure. But right now, coming on as a new artist, we're um, I think the majority of our huge promotion will probably come in, uh, in our next album. But you know, one of the biggest things that Nightmare gave us was that. Um, you know, they signed a deal with uh, uh, Sony Red um, right after we came on, and we got we ended up getting on that um, distribution deal. So, I mean, we were right now being distributed by Sony Red, um, which is absolutely something that we never would have been able to have uh, had we not signed to Nightmare. What was it like um, recording your video from <laughs> Well, um, we did it all in one night. Uh, a single night shoot, which lasted from before the sun went down to after the sun went up in the morning. Uh, and it was nonstop. Um, there wasn't any time to, to sleep, to sit down, to rest or anything. And I, you know, I completely threw out my voice and uh, we all just got completely, and it was, uh, 
we had fans going, you know, so we had uh, fog machines going, but, um, yeah, that was hot in there. Um, and, you know, we were, uh, the people who did the acting for it, we've been really good friends with them for a really long time, and, and including the, uh, the people who did the, uh, the production itself. Um, Fairfield Studios, which is the, the video production company that worked uh, with another company called Perennial, Perennial. Um, and we all, or at least I know them personally, um, and I'm actually working with Fairfield right now. Um, so, I mean, again, it was another situation where everybody clicked, but it was a lot of work and it was completely nonstop. Um, ultimately though, I mean, it came out pretty, pretty, it looks good. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the guys who worked on it, they, they were throwing out a lot of really good ideas as far as, uh, their vision for the song and the, the cinematics that went with it. Um, you know, without, uh, without the guys that were working on that project, uh, there's no way that it could have gotten, it could have happened like that, like it did. Here's Tetrafusion with Monologue.
how long did it take you guys to write the new album, Altered State? Well, that's, that's a difficult question because um, some of the material that we, that we used for this was material that we had written uh, for Absolute Zero, was material that we had written before Absolute Zero. Um, you know, um, a majority of it was new. But um, insofar as, like, getting it written and recorded and everything, that's kind of a fluid process. It's been in the works for a while, I guess. And did you guys work with anyone outside of the band on the album? We worked um, with uh, David Forshey, who is uh, Queen Six Productions. Uh, anyway, he's the guy who recorded our first album, and he's been our studio engineer, but at the same time sort of producing things as well. You know, but when we come into the studio, we've already got a full image of, you know, we've already written everything out. Uh, and we've got uh, guitar profiles for everything. We've got MIDI. Uh, the click track is already pre-done. And uh, the only thing that is really left to be produced is any sounds, uh, any sections that sound uh, like they could use something else, like could use another keyboard patch or something like that. Uh, and that's whenever David comes in. He's got a really great ear, and he's great at what he does. But um, I think we'll be... Uh, going you know outside of this for the next album we're definitely looking at other producers that we can uh, that we can be using for uh, for the next album and i definitely think we're going to go that route uh we can't say who yet um because at the moment we're shopping we uh are looking at a, a few different people who we might use for this and uh it's something to look forward to yeah what are you guys' uh processes in writing stuff so lots of back and forth are you just jamming oh. Yeah, now back and forth is mostly how it's done. Um, we have definitely, definitely, we have days when we all get together, um, and either we'll play through it, and then and then get the riffs from that, or we'll sit down in front of the computer on Guitar Pro and write everything out and see how everything sounds, and then take them home individually, and then add our own parts uh, and tweak things, and then send them back and forth and see what what we think of of the material that we've all written individually. That's the bulk of what's done right now, and uh, we're actually in the process of writing material for the next project, um, the next album, and um, there's some good stuff. You know, it, it's really interesting to see who brings what to the table, because we all write it uh, in our own style, but in the context of the band, which is really cool to see how that uh, plays, how it interplays. Right, how it comes, all comes together. Uh, I I found a video, and I assume it was something that you guys had something to do with. Um, it was a percussion ensemble uh, for the piece "Energy" off the first album. Right. How, how did that come about? Um, well, uh, a friend of the band took uh, the the song that he just he, he listened to it and he liked the piece, so he uh, wrote it out by ear. Um, like you know, we never. We never like sent files to the music, um, but he wrote it out for the percussion ensemble um, at uh, his college that he was going to. We were actually able to go to that concert uh, and and watch the percussion ensemble play it. Um, so that's actually pretty cool. But yeah, that was just you know a friend who had heard the song, wrote it out, gave it to his college, and they played it.
That's very cool. Not at the same college? No, no, no. In fact, we don't, uh, the, the four of us don't go to the same college. Um, JC, who used to go to college with me, is now going to college with Brooks. Um, and Mark's at a completely separate college. So we all have our own mandatory schedules, uh, and they're all different. And that's, that's the most challenging thing right now is trying to, to figure out, you know, when we can get our schedules to line up, you know, for practices, for uh, meetings, for uh, tours, shows, you know, everything like that. Uh, it's, that's the biggest struggle right now. But hopefully, you know, I mean, I'll be graduating in, uh, in after, after next year. And then we're all basically getting out of, out of college at the same time. So it'd be really, really interesting to see what happens once we all have our own schedules. Right. You guys can tour the world. <laughs> right, exactly. So the South is very rich in its musical lore. Swamp rock, voodoo, and Cajun food, and just everything. How has being down there, how has that been in terms of uh, doing prog music in in a place that's not necessarily known for it? <laughs> yeah, well... Um... I told you that Mark and I both studied from the same piano teacher. And that was in a sort of, not necessarily your, your strictly classical music. It was, uh, you know, blues and jazz and, and you know, the gospel style. Um, and then later on, we, we went that route of jazz, studying jazz. And both of us went to the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, uh, NOCA. That's, that is a huge part of my musical background. That's when I really got into uh, to theory Right now, I'm a music theory major, um, theory and comp. But uh, so we studied there in New Orleans under some really great jazz musicians uh, and right in the middle of it. So I'd say it, it definitely influenced how we approach music, uh, the theory behind it. Uh, although that is jazz theory and, and classical theory, they work together. But I'd say that, that Mark and I have the jazz approach and, and Brooks sort of comes at it from the classical end. So yet another thing to see how they interplay, they interweave with each other. But definitely, uh, I'd say the jazz really influenced how we, how we write and how we play. What does music mean to you? Well, not to go extremely cliche with it, um, but, you know, everybody says music is life. But personally, that's all that. That's, this is, uh, I've been involved with music my whole life. I will be involved in music uh, until I die. Uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people who want to go with a career in music will major in something else so they have a backup plan. I just told you, I'm a music theory and composition major, so if music falls through, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to continue uh, with that. So music is my life. It's my way forward, my career. Um, it's, I guess you could call it a hobby, but I mean, it's absolutely something that I really enjoy doing and something that I will be doing for the rest of my life. There are a lot of different avenues, I mean, aside from being a performer, um, that one can uh, earn a living doing music. Um, I think it's pretty cool that you guys came out with your own tablature book yeah. with all the music. Um, do you see other artists doing this? Or do you think that musicians are generally too lazy? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we actually, the reason we, uh, we decided to do that was we had some friends uh, from Scala Summit uh, that put out their own tab book. Uh, so it's something that I think that, um, that Prague heads would put out. 
people that have uh, you know compositionally complex stuff where you know you might not be able to pick out all the stuff you know by ear. Um, and you know we we pride ourselves in the theory that goes into the music. Um, so you know I think that you wouldn't hear uh, like I said radio rock people uh, putting out tab books just because it'd be kind of kind of boring to read. Yeah. Um, at any rate, yeah. Uh, we mostly we put it out because we like to see other people play. We like to see people uh, appreciate what goes into it. And, you know, I said that we, we spend a lot of time on forums. Well, I mean, there are a lot of musicians out there that we talk to. And we're, we're musicians. Music is kind of what it comes down to. Um, although there can be non-musicians that appreciate it, too. But that's who, we, that's who, we, uh, that's who we're writing for. We, we write to enjoy the music, and some people who, who do play it will enjoy it, too. And what kind of music do you like to listen to? Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, and that's another thing that goes into, you know, how we write our music. Um, I listen to uh, electronic music. I listen to uh, uh, stuff that's really a European sound. But at the same time, listening to Prague and, uh, and, and just classic rock and, and all these two. But um, I say, like, honestly, it really depends on who you listen to uh, or who, who you're asking. Because um, I know Brooks has recently gotten more into periphery. Um, well, I mean, I, I can't even begin to list everyone because we we try to uh, take our influence from from a lot of different people. We don't want to just have they they sound like this person or they sound like this person. Honestly, we're we have our own sound and we're developing that. But there are moments whenever you can definitely listen to something and say that yeah, that, that's centrifuge. So basically what I'm trying to say is that we all listen to different people. We take a wide variety of influence. So do you have any uh, interesting stories um, besides your tour through Texas? Um, any uh, other interesting things happen, you know, maybe on campus, class, classroom shenanigans? Uh, there's loads of stuff uh, from, uh, <laughs> from sticking hot dogs in JC's drums to, uh, oh my God, the distractions during rehearsals, they're just immense at times. Playing music to Judge Judy, oh my God, just uh, going in rehearsal and just playing songs completely by ear. Uh, songs that we've never really, you know, we've, we've all heard them, but we've never played them. Uh, and that can be from playing Party in the USA on Omegle, uh, or to like just coming out with playing Carmen, uh, just opera in the middle of, of band practice uh, that, you know, we, we haven't rehearsed it, but it's just amazing that, you know, we'll be able to just come out and play music that we've, we've heard, but we've never played it together. Um, I'll say that's, that's probably some of my best memories of, of the time with the band is, is uh, playing the songs that, you know, we can just jam to stuff that we've never, we've never written down. We've never analyzed it, but we can just jam to it spontaneous improvisational yeah. covers. That's where it's at. Do you have anything else coming up uh, in, say, the next six months that's interesting? Oh, yeah. Well, um, for those of you who have seen um, the videos and those of you who haven't, we're going to be on Rock Band uh, on the downloadable content. Uh, so Rock Band 3, you can pick up your keyboards and, and all your 
your rock band gear and you can jam out to uh, Last Chance, um, which was our single. And we're talking right now um, about, uh, you know, with some different uh, public relations, different PR companies uh, in the UK and in the US um, about different things that we're, we're putting together for the future. So there's definitely things on the horizon. I'd like to thank my guest, Gary Tubbs, as well as the other members of Tetrafusion. Mark Michelle on bass. JC Bryan on drums. And Brooks Tarkington on guitars and vocals. I'm going to leave you with one last track here. This is called Collage of the Present. I'm Josh Almond for Music Life Radio. Thanks again to Josh for bringing us that story. With Tetrafusion, you can check out more about Tetrafusion at their website, tetrafusion.net. That's T-E-T-R-A-F-U-S-I-O-N.net. Check out their store. There's links to their Facebook page, YouTube. They've got some great videos. And again, check out Rock Band 3, Last Chance. I know I'm going to be playing it. Thanks again for checking out Music Live Radio, and we'll catch you next time. Like possession, distorted.